All right, we are back with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. This is your host, Barbie Berg. I am here with my co-host, Steve Solberg. Hello there. <laughs> that was much more energetic than I expected. Oh, good. Very good. <laughs> Poor Steve had to sleep in an airport last night, so he is a good sport for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Some airport sleep. And he slept there because of his flight. Not because he didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, not just for fun. <laughs> he wasn't like, forget Why not? Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love sleeping on the chairs that are mo- not made to sleep on? And and you know what? I do the floor. Do you really? Yeah, I just hit the floor. I don't know. I... I've only done that once, but it hurt. Like, because it's on, on concrete. It is. But... A... Yeah, they don't have great carpet. No. And turns out they vacuum around your body. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, oh, I, I was with some other comics, and one of them goes, do you need us to move? And she goes, no. <laughs> as, she, as she hits my foot with the vacuum. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and also with us, as always, is our producer, stage wisdom man, Nick Galetti. Hello. We're so happy that you're here. I'm happy to be here. So today, we want to talk about dating burnout. Wait, Indeed. why are you pointing at yourself? It, it, well, you had the mic a little bit. Oh, did I? Could you yeah. even hear what I said? Yes. We are going to oh, talk about mind. dating burnout. Nick he wasn't sound. actually looking. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. I'm looking right now. You're right. If I don't have this microphone on a stand, I tend to like move it around. Just get a little loosey-goosey <laughs> with it. Yeah. We are at the Casa de Barbie again. We are at Casa de Barbie today, which is a little casual. It's nice. It's cool. I'm looking a little white trash today, but I normally am, so that's okay. So yes, we are talking about dating burnout, which is a very real thing, and it is something that I feel like I have been going through for at least the last year. Have you ever had dating burnout, Steve? Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. I oh, think you everybody have? has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I took a break one time from mm-hmm. dating for, uh, uh, it was about six months. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, when I took my break, I just... Didn't, it's not like I just didn't ask anybody out. Mm-hmm. I actually very was pretty conscious about it. Yeah. And um, what I tried to do was uh, focus on my friends who are in healthy relationships. Oh. And see what they were doing. Because sometimes I think you can get into the circle of people who are professional daters. Yeah. Or maybe even part-time daters, which <laughs> might be worse. <laughs> like... Where it's like either they date really well mm-hmm. or they make single life like seem super awesome. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't be. I think it should be. Yeah. But you can make single life so awesome that you just never get married. You just never get married. And uh, Robo All-Stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that could be your choice. You know, you could yeah. do that too. I don't I'm not saying that that's bad either, but but uh I think I personally would like to settle down at some point. So Oh I, yeah. But yeah, my burnout uh, was, um, I still go through it sometimes, mm-hmm. even after that big, long break. Yeah. I still have times where I go, eh, I'm going to take a little break. Mm-hmm. And so I just, uh, I don't date for a little while and I try to focus on people who are having positive relationships and I try to watch and see what they do. Mm-hmm. Do you ever use the line of, I'm going to focus on my career? Or what will you use to kind of excuse the time that you're not dating? Do you I have- feel like I'm doing that right now. <laughs> that was something that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually have had to tell that to people in the last month. I'm like, just I just need to focus on, on this right now. Does that make you, you know? feel better? Well, it was a real thing. Oh, like okay. it legit. Like it wasn't even a lie. But also in the back of my head, I'm like, but if there was a guy that I was super, super, super interested in right now, 
I would make it work for him. So I think the hardest part is that I've hit burnout so hard that I just, I'm, it's taken me a lot to get excited about anything. Wow. Yeah. So, cause I was reading this little article about dating burnout and it says, if you've ever dated, especially since the rise of dating apps, you know exactly what that's like. Going on dates can be exhausting in the best of circumstances. So it makes sense that a good number of women are just over it. Dating takes up a lot of time, says this person who has a lot of degrees. Um, I won't read you all of that. It says, adding that after a while it can seem unproductive and frustrating if you feel as if you're not making good connections with people. So then I thought this was interesting because she goes down here and it says, noting that dating is har- harder now more than ever than it ever has been. Never before has the search for a partner been so encompassing. We are looking for a partner, friend, lover, companion, potential co-parent, and co-CEO of a potential family. In previous times, our expectation in love and marriage were much lower. Searching for someone who checks all these boxes can be draining and lead to dating burnout. I think that's kind of interesting. I don't know. Nick's over there. Quiet. (laughs) I'm just listening. Um, I was reading something. Does that resonate with you? Oh, big time. Because I think one of the things that's been the hardest for me is... I dread first dates now. I just dread them. Even if I'm excited to go out with the person, I dread it. Why? Because I think I shot myself in the foot doing my 100-date challenge. It's been years. (laughs) It has been like at least four, if not five years since I did that. And I went on so many dates, so many first dates, that, and I found that my dating technique, I almost turned things into a job interview Where I'm like, tell me about what school you Mm. went to. Tell me about what you did with this, where I find these interesting questions. But my dating coach pointed out like, are you on a job interview with this person? Or are you romantically interested in this person? I'm like, well, I thought I was doing a good job asking questions. But in truth, I wasn't making deep connections with anyone, which is something I struggle with anyway. See, I actually would compare it to like, remember in like grade school when Mm -hmm. you were trying to pick people for your team? (laughs) It, it sometimes sounds like when you go on a date, you're you're picking people for your team I can see instead that. of trying to form a new team. Mm-hmm. And who who do you want to be on a team with? Oh, and, yeah. And so I, I don't know if that makes sense. By that, do you mean like you're finding people who are the same as you, or or have? Uh... Well, I think it becomes a I'm analyzing you, mm-hmm. not analyzing the concept of us. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Like it's it's almost like a job interview, like you said, mm-hmm. where it's I need to find out if you work for me. Yeah. Instead of I need to find out if we work. If we work together. Yeah. Where I feel like that's I I feel like I legit am trying to figure out like if we work together. And my job, I meet people and they're like kind of, you know, single serving friends all the time. And so it's constant almost first date questions, surface level questions. And so I just almost go into business mode when I start talking to people and I don't mean to, well, before you were getting through a a quota. Oh yeah. Which could make it like a business. Yeah. Like, well, I have this goal I have to meet. mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I think it's okay to have the attitude of, will you work for me actually? Okay. Um, because I think I, I tend to have the attitude of, will I work for them? And I find myself, I'll ask questions but it's like I ask questions and then the internal Steve monologue, they go, I come from this. Oh, my gosh, you're so much better than me. And I do this. Oh, my gosh, you're so much smarter than me. And I do this. Ah, oh, you're so put together. And I just like go into that. So, well, that is a, an and then extreme I'm trying to like swing, I guess. Prove myself to them. 
almost like a salesman listening to where you would fit in, um, like where you, where you fulfill their needs. Well, Is that what you're saying? Uh, no? I I suppose so. Um, I'm more trying to prove that I could fulfill those needs. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And um, I don't know that that's necessary in dating. I I, I think it's going to happen so either. organically, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. But I think it is totally healthy for a person who is dating to go, does this person work for me? And to be able to, because I think if you do that, then you're going to be able to move with like a stronger decision and, and, uh, and be able to navigate rather than sort of dredging on and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I mean, 100 dates is a lot of dates. 100 <laughs> first dates. It was not 100 first dates. It was just 100 dates. Oh, okay. So okay. something I didn't, I don't actually, I don't know that <laughs> I ever told anybody. Did you do the anybody. math of this, of like how many of them were first dates? Or I had how a spreadsheet. I still have my spreadsheet. <laughs> I really need to oh sit gosh. down and like reread it. But there was a guy I went out with 15 times, 16 times. Hey, that's pretty good. And the girl that set us up, I think she got frustrated with me because I never said he was my boyfriend. I was like, no, I don't know that I'm wanting to date him exclusively, blah, blah, blah. But she's like, so he's your boyfriend without being your boyfriend. Because we totally acted like a couple. And oh. so I guess I officially did have a boyfriend there. Oh, okay. But I okay. never tell anybody about that. Nobody wow. knew. And when I actually start dating somebody, I don't put a lot on social media. And mm. you will never see me do the inner, inner relationship, relationship status. Until there is a ring on my finger. That is, <laughs> nope, that is the only time you're going to see that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, I really feel like I burned myself out with the first date stuff. But it's also hard for me because I've realized I'm somebody that needs to almost be friends with someone first to find that connection because it's so easy for me to be surface because I meet hundreds of people a week at work that I'm just surface with all the time. And so... I'm looking for somebody that I have a real connection with that I'm like, oh, he seems really awesome. And this, okay, this is something that's a weird Barbie thing. If you're interested in me first, it's almost hard for me because I'm like, oh, it feels like it's too much, even though he's putting in hardly like any yeah, effort. Yeah, you got to get over that. I know. <laughs> I think most people have that. Though. Do you? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, they I have try such to a not. low self esteem that they think that anybody that. Wants yeah. me first must not be worth it. Oh, I don't think is it's that. that. What it is? No, nothing like that for me. What were you it's thinking? It's totally that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like I've told you guys that I have been on dates. This is probably my number one issue. Like Barbie needs to change this. I will be on dates with people literally sitting there thinking who I can set them up with of my friends. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I do it all the time. All the time. Either it's because I'm not interested in them or... Because you're burnt out. Burned out. Completely burned out. And I've been so in the friend zone for so long. Like in Colorado, mm. like I was the friend. I weighed 300 pounds. I was not getting a lot of like romantic dates. But I was dating and having fun and doing that. And I was in the friend zone a lot of times by my own choice for so long. I haven't been able to get out of that mindset. So yeah, mm. what? You've got, a, you've got the face. <laughs> <laughs> You're accusing me of a lot of things. I am. I, I honestly think that I hadn't really considered the whole idea of first dates being the thing that people are burned out on. Not mm -hmm. dating, like relationships, yeah. but going on many first dates. Oh, because it's totally the first like dates. Like for me and my wife, mm -hmm. I did not, we didn't meet on a date. Yeah. We met at a party. We met at a gathering and we were hanging out with friends. Mm -hmm. She ended up coming to see me play at a concert, which wasn't a date, but we hung out afterwards. Yeah. And so- 
we didn't have that what I would call possible awkward introduction. Mm. The whole getting to know you questions and one-on-one scenarios. We yep. just hung out enough that we learned each other through just being around each other. Mm-hmm. So, but I can see how going on a first date, the the I get met on mutual and let's mm-hmm. set up a time, and that's a lot of planning. That's a lot of trying to put on your best self. Yeah, and I could see how that could burn you out. Not easily, but I could just see how it could burn mm-hmm. someone out over time. Yeah. So how you haven't gotten over it or have you had other periods in your life, Barbie, where you have burnt out and then got over it? Yeah, I burn out and I get over it. But I do this with myself with work, too, because I put every possible ounce of energy into whatever I'm passionate about at that moment. And most of the time for me, it is work. And because I work from home, it doesn't shut off. It'll be two o'clock in the morning and I'm sending emails because I'm like, okay, I've got to... I had this idea. I did this. And so it's hard for me almost to take any of that energy away from, say, dating or from work to put into dating because I just anymore dread the first date. I just dread it. I have no desire for this whatsoever. (laughs) But I was messaging. I was Marco Poling with one of my really good friends, and she's like, I'm feeling burnt out. But we were talking about, like, I still want to get married. I want to be in a relationship so bad right now. That's what I want. So how do you plan on getting over the... This time. That's where I'm hoping for some advice. Oh. <laughs> well, Steve's good at advice. <laughs> Steve is the best advice uh, ever. Uh, do it. <laughs> give, no, no pressure. Give uh, advice. Well, I'm just thinking about the different things that you said um, about the... You know that I have like a little bit of a thing but I, on the friendship yeah. thing, but I am not sure of my theory yet mm-hmm. so i don't know if i should go That's into okay. it too much inside conversation but go ahead i want to hear it it's <laughs> a little bit where i i've i've had i run into girls who say i definitely need to be friends first with mm-hmm. a guy Okay. And um and i think that's a very logical thing at the same time i've never been in a relationship where i've dated somebody where friendship wasn't an extremely important component of that relationship but I didn't Prior have to, to say it. Okay. No, I, I never oh. had to go, friends first. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. It, 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 I don't ever treat people like they're not my friend. Okay. Yeah. I've never been in a romantic relationship where that person is not my friend. And That's I can't fair. separate the two. And I think when someone says they have friends first, they have had those separated. And I, we probably wouldn't be a match. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But and that's and a working it, theory. It might, yeah, and it seriously, it might be only specific to me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> like I don't know, but uh, but I don't know. I, I I think when people do that, I think you you uh, limit yourself. Mm-hmm. But that uh, feels like one of those demands we've talked about before, right? Yeah, right. and I actually had this thought today. It's a little off topic, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. I was wondering if there ever is a an appropriate place in a relationship to demand anything Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. I don't think there is. I don't think there ever is an okay thing to demand of someone Mm -hmm. in a relationship. It should always be a gift of your self, a choice by the other person. So to demand, Mm. if you say I demand respect or I demand this, you're either taking away their ability to give it freely Mm -hmm. or you're forcing them to do something that isn't naturally happening. Yeah. And so that to me feels like an odd demand slash expectation. 
Right. We have to be friends first. Well, why does that matter? Mm-hmm. It's if you get down to the principle of it, it matters because you want to feel comfortable around that person. Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Well, what happens once you feel comfortable around them? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, does it have to be? I think if you're having to a say it, requisite that you're know. not friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, and and it's unfortunate. Like, so that's hard for me to hear now because now sometimes if I hear girls say it, I am now kind of like, oh, that means we're not yet friends, right? Because she's needing to like draw this line and be like, no, 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 friends first. And it's like, oh, I must be doing a. Well, is, does friends translate to we can be dating just not exclusively? It can. Yeah, like, it could be a I'm definition not sure, thing. I'm not I'm sure not how sure. you get to friends if it isn't by hanging out or hanging going out. on dates and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, like, so recently I tried to put myself back into the dating pool again and I got on Mutual because I was doing the 30-day challenge and I met a couple guys that I was talking with and they asked for my phone number and I'm very reluctant to give my phone number only because as soon as I do, they want to text 24-7. And it is my biggest pet peeve. I just cannot stand you it. You get one of those Google numbers. Oh, geez. Well, it just, they just constantly, like, and if I don't reply back within 15 minutes, I've had so many guys in the past be like, clearly you're not interested. I won't waste your time. Yeah, and which, I'm like. Which is so sad. It's. And creepy. Yeah. Like, yes. That's one thing that I think just daters in general. Yeah. And I know that I'm guilty of that as well. Mm-hmm. I've over texted and I've been to concerned about the text and yeah. all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think every dater does it, though. I, I think don't everybody think, does. I don't think guys or girls are, are mm-hmm. um, I think both are guilty of it. Absolutely. But but the thing that I wanted to say is you should definitely get over if they don't respond to your text right yeah. away. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They could be in Canada. Yeah. They could be, or or honestly, they could just be really busy. Yeah. And if they say, hey, I'm really busy, mm-hmm. uh, believe them. Yeah. You got to believe them. I always tell them as soon as I give them my number, I'm like, here's a disclaimer. It takes me hours sometimes to reply to text messages. Please do not take it personally. And so I try to do that. And that's been much better. I'm trying to communicate up front. But this last group of guys, I'm still actually talking with all three of them. But it just Player. started feeling... Huh? Player. She's got three of them on Yeah, the look line. at me go. Look at that. That whole one text message a day. I am a player. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them, and I finally had to tell all of them because I was going through some other stuff with work that was so overwhelming and that my mom's been in the hospital. And I, and I finally told them, I said, I need to tell you guys, I'm very interested in getting to know you, but I cannot date right now. Are you okay with just being friends for the next little bit? I just need to kind of take a step back. And... One of all of them said, yes, of course, that's totally fine. But one of them was like, yes, I totally understand. But then kept sending me every morning, good morning, sweetheart, text messages. Mm, wow. It felt very overwhelming to me because I was like, I literally just told you I need us to be friends. And I felt like I had to address it multiple times with him. And I was like, do I keep this even going? He's clearly Maybe not that's getting. that's the burnout. It's managing so many Oh, people. It is. So many connections. It is because with each person you add to the pot, less, less like energy you're putting into each person. Like it got to the point where I was just trying to reply to messages on mutual and making sure I was replying to people, but I wasn't putting any thought into it. Cause it was like, I have 27 messages to reply to. And it'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, my day was good. How was yours? It wasn't like fun or flirty or let me ask in- intriguing questions. It was like, just get this message sent. And I don't want right. to do that. Like, I don't want anyone to feel like they're like a second choice for me or a 50th choice for me. That's crappy. 
It sounds like you guys are like, and, and I say you guys, I mm-hmm. mean, in general, no, no one in specific, but it sounds like the vehicle of communication mm-hmm. is really this validation thing that we've talked about. Yeah. And that's why they're not, sure. they're not, it's not about really getting to know someone. It's mm-hmm. not about, it's who is going to make me feel less lonely and a text message makes me feel less lonely. Mm. Yeah. And if you know that as the texter. Mm-hmm. Now you feel this relationship burden of this guy feels like he needs me yeah. to text him to make him feel better. And I don't want to be a bad person, but I don't want to be an enabler. And now you're stuck in this position that you didn't ask to be in with three now guys. And yeah. now you're being burned out because you're like, look, I've got a thousand things going. So dating is seen as this optional thing mm-hmm. that I can just flip the switch off. Yeah. And not have those burdens of responsibility for other people's happiness. Well, and I think that everybody, Steve and I have talked about this, how I think most people, LDS or not, use these dating apps as what is the endorphin that's in your brain that makes you feel good? Uh, Dopamine? Oh, dopamine. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that they almost use as a dopamine (laughs) kick without realizing it, that we'll all go load this stuff. Every time you get a match with somebody, like that little dopamine kicks in and you go... I got a match with somebody. And then it almost like goes away after that. And you're like, good, I got what I needed. And I think that's the reason that so many men and women complain during the 30 day challenge. Like I matched with this person and they never replied to my match or my message or anything. And I'm like, I think it's because they just needed that initial, oh, I'm not a disgusting, hideous beast. Now I have my dopamine kick and I'm good for a bit. And that comes in a lot of ways for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could talk about chocolate. You could talk about sodas you could even mm-hmm. talk about porn to the extreme yeah. those sorts of things these are all ways that people need that hit of mm-hmm. happiness well and just like instagram you get these right. likes on instagram and that's why you check i i still do this which is not something i'm proud of mm-hmm. but i still will after i'll post something i'll go back and just a couple hours later or whatever just see how many people did what to it yeah and when i realize that you know hey nobody saw this mm-hmm. or whatever there's a part of me that used to, and I've gotten much better at this. There was a part of me that went, I need to comment on this. I need to do something to mm-hmm. to up the interest and maybe Facebook will, you know, their mm-hmm. algorithm, whatever. And lately it's just been, okay, so they didn't see it. Yeah. Oh, well, no one's life was impacted, mm-hmm. hurt, bettered, whatever. No loss. No loss. Didn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And when you think of how many things we are exposed to in the course of a day through social media, texting or whatever, it's actually not surprising that people get lonely very easily Mm -hmm. because the world kind of traps you in a way. And so when it's not, you kind of maybe have this, hey, I'm by myself. Oh, oh, I'm by myself. Yeah. I need someone to be there for me. Somebody needs to validate me. Right. Yeah. Steve's got a very serious face. Oh, well, I'm I'm trying to think like so... It's interesting because it seems like the that people are getting burnt out mm-hmm. and then they're seeking this like quick hit, mm-hmm. but it doesn't solve the burnout, you no. know? It just Not it at all. seems to actually maybe perpetuate that yeah. cycle. So what do you say if you're a, a dating person who's getting burnt out? What's the recommendation? One of the main things, so I've read a couple of really interesting articles and every single one said you need to take a big step back and you need to actually jump off of all the sites and you need to not just, you know, not just, okay, I'm not dating right now, but like 
focus on other things and you need to figure out those things that are making you happy in other parts of your life. Like get back into your hobbies, get back into doing these things, spending more time with your friends where sometimes it's like, I'm just going to take dating off the table, but I'm still good. Like with me, I'm going to take dating off the table, but I'm just going to put 180,000% into work, which isn't giving me closer with my friends. This isn't doing these things. It's not getting me out of burnout mode. No. Yeah. That seems like that's going to put you in it further. Oh yeah. So why'd you do that? Thanks, Steve. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just, sorry, that sounded dumb. That's deep, man. No, but it's true. And so, well, the other thing that I talk, I joke with people about is I'm like, there is something to arranged marriages. And I very much stand by this. Okay. All right. So. Nope. 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 (laughs) Let's hear it. Come on. I'm not, I don't think that they're possible to be, to work in America. I think it is impossible for them to work in America. Really? Okay. But so there's this guy and I never remember his name. He's this redheaded kid that's like 25 and his goal is to go to every country in the world. Do you follow him on Facebook? Mm-mm. Oh, he's awesome. So he goes to every country and this last time he went and want he was in India for a little while and he wanted to learn more about how people get married in India because like 95% of people that get married in India it's by arranged marriages by matchmaking. But I think when we hear arranged marriages it's like you think of like your parents are doing this and you don't meet the person till the day of, and that's just how it is. But apparently it's different than that. So what he did was he interviewed these two people and they said what they do is they get to a point in their life where they feel like they're ready, like they've gotten their college education, they have a stable job, you know, these things, and they're like, I am ready for that next step. So then they go to a matchmaker and they give them kind of like their, they don't say their requirements. They're like, I give him a list of basically like, this is what makes me a catch kind of thing. She does the same thing. Then what he does is he sets them up on a series of dates. Each of these dates is five minutes long. Okay. So he has you go and you basically sit down with this person who he thinks that you're in basically the same education brackets. You both have steady jobs, blah, blah, blah. You have the same goals in life. And he has you sit down for five minutes and you talk. And at the end of those five minutes, you basically decide if you want to marry this person. Okay. What? I know it sounds weird, but they, the other thing is they're not saying, oh, I gave you this one person. That's who you're marrying. So the one guy they interviewed, he went through like 23 of these dates and they did it over a series of several weeks, you know, like, or months even. Hmm. He went through 23 of these dates. And when he sat down with this one woman, he was like, I knew within that first minute that this is the woman I wanted to marry. And they interviewed her and she had been on almost just as many dates as he had. Mm. And she was like, it was so strange because in that first minute, I knew that this is who I wanted to marry. And so they, at the end of the five minutes, were both like, yeah, I think we should get married, which I know is scary. Again, I'm not saying I'm going to do this. I, I'm curious why we're telling everybody about it. Why? <laughs> so get, get I think you point. are. I think you want to do it. I mean, there's part. Okay, but you're listen. very excited. Oh, she does. I do I get excited tell. about it. Yeah. Maybe it's just responsibility because away a little the bit. idea of getting out of first dating, first dates is so appealing to me <laughs> that I'm so desperate so that's, at this point. So we need to change your first date, mm-hmm. right? Because if that is the case where you're like, I would rather oh, yeah. play roulette. <laughs> <laughs> so the rather other thing, throw though, the dice. Yeah. I read this really interesting article talking about how 100 years ago in America, 
marriages were completely different. You weren't getting married because you were head over heels in love and you both loved to hike and you both loved to do this and da 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 da. It was very different. Oh, I mean, that's true. But, yeah. But the world is very different now. Steve, I'm not going to make you get married to somebody after five minutes. You got this terrified look like I'm going to be like, now well, Steve's going to get no, married. No, I just, I just think it's not healthy. <laughs> like, I know that it's like, it's cool and it's yeah. a neat concept. But I mean, it's like, I live in 2019 <laughs> but you in understand the United that, States. But other countries, this is their culture. Like, this is how people get married. And the divorce rate is extremely low because... Yeah. Because it's cold. Do you think it's because, because of that or is it because getting divorced is more difficult? No, I actually think it's because their culture is, you make this work. Right. Where see, American right. culture is... Is it the arranged is, marriage part or is mm-hmm. it just the idea of they believe they can make it work with whoever? It's a combination of all of those. That that's what I think I find so appealing about it. <laughs> See, she admits. I do. She finds it appealing. No, no, I, I think it, it I think it's great that you find it appealing. Yeah. I think we need to. I. I <laughs> sorry. <laughs> terrified for me right now. Well, I think you're focusing on the part that is the flaw. He's got very part. concerned dad face right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do. Don't go. Because I think the part of it, the reason it's working, is because mm-hmm. the people are dedicated to making it work. Correct. I don't think they're making it work because it was like this fun, like random. No. Arranged thing. For yeah, no, no, no. I think that's not but the But this is their component. culture that you go into this and you're like, hey, I found this person I want to marry. I am now going to make this work. And I think that's something yeah. that's so lost, especially in America anymore. Even that, in LDS that weddings. part of it, I agree. Yeah. The the dedication to making it work. Can I can <laughs> I give a suggestion yeah. on on how to overcome burnout? Yes. And, we'll and circle I, back. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought about this as an option. Mm-hmm. But based on the way people are talking, what I'm hearing from you specifically, I feel a little like there's a sense of dating codependency. Mm-hmm. You are feeling responsible for more than you should feel responsible for. And as a result, you burn out the same way the spouse of an alcoholic mm-hmm. gets tired of fixing the alcoholic's problems yes. for them. And so what if you treated dating like you would treat an addiction? Mm-hmm. So if you're finding that you're burning out, it's, be- it, it's clearly because you are over-responsible for what you think is your responsibility in dating. See, I don't know that I agree with that, though. Hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. Because based on what you're saying, it's mm-hmm. clearly first dates. Not being in a relationship... Mm-hmm. Not the ups and downs of a relationship, mm-hmm. but a very specific part that you're burned out on. Yeah. And I would say the people in the 30-day dating challenge were also burnt out yeah. on, on, on that. If you set the expectation that someone is out there that is going to, A, solve your problems, mm-hmm. make you happy, whatever, you've placed an expectation on someone that isn't their responsibility. Mm-hmm. And these people that are texting 50 times a day because they need that validation or going on Instagram or mutual and all, you know, waiting to be matched but not doing anything yeah. once you're matched, you're, you're abusing what the process is about. Just like people can get addicted to painkillers. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea. It's not that the thing is bad. It's how you're using it that's bad. And there, is, there are principles in the 12-step program And I know this sounds weird. I'm not saying people are bad or addicts, but I'm saying that there is something in 
not just the 12 step program, but the church has a support guide. Mm -hmm. It's called help for spouses. And Mm -hmm. that's the codependent side. It's learning to find the boundaries and establishing boundaries that are healthy. Dating isn't about abolishing boundaries. It's about setting them Mm -hmm. quite clearly. But we talk sometimes about vulnerability and we think what that means is that we're dropping our boundaries and that's not it. It's inviting people into those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when you drop those boundaries, you start to become vulnerable in the wrong ways. Mm -hmm. And that burns you out because it takes a lot out of you emotionally. It's very draining. And so I would suggest, I know, hate mail mail goes to, but I would suggest just reading through it with the lens of dating Mm -hmm. and seeing if anything attaches itself to how you're feeling. I, I know that's going to sound weird, but just Reading try through... it. Reading through the 12-step guide, the addiction oh, yeah, recovery sure. guide. Sure, sure, sure. Go through the 12 steps, but think of it as what if dating, what if I'm addicted to the process of dating? Interesting. Because what you talked about too when that, that article said, oh, just take a break. Mm-hmm. Get away from these apps. Do all this stuff. Well, that sounds like an addiction recovery kind of thing. You have to stop that thing. Right? You have to stop doing whatever it is that you're stuck in. Mm-hmm. So that stop gives you clarity on what was going wrong. So if you if if you want to find it on your LDS tools app, I'll have to go look it app, up. I was just there's a finding life, it. The life, life help, help on the on the bottom, and then you, see, you there's an addiction tab, and there's two manuals. There's addiction recovery program manual and then support guide. Interesting. I, I, I've gone through them myself mm-hmm. for various things, but I would say that in this particular case, I think people might be surprised, pleasantly surprised at what they learn about dating. If they're burnt out, mm-hmm. I should say, if they're in dating burnout, what you might learn about dating in going through that guide. I love that. So I, I will leave it at that. It, yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah. I, agreed. I would define that as a challenge. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think it is just like the slight tweak of things that can make a great thing yeah. into the absolutely wrong thing. A huge burden. Like yeah. when you were saying about, like you were talking about, it's not really okay to ever demand. Right. I think it's totally, definitely you should ask sure. all the time. Yeah. Hey, I like this. Can you do this? Can you help me with this? Can you whatever, whatever. Great. But demanding, the perversion of asking. Right. Bad. Um, and we talked about this earlier with some of our, our folks, um, not on the the uh, Barbie Does Dating 30-Day Challenge, but mm-hmm. I noticed in a group that you added me to um, that's like single adults. Oh, who, the LDS Men Singles group, yeah. I mean, there's some great folks on there that have like nice, lively, fun conversations sure. and silly things. And then there's a lot of them that just throw out this like, this is why I'm sad and I'm Right. And it's yes. like this it's, it's pity putting, thing. It is. Like, it's dude. totally going out on the limb and saying, fix my social problems. Fix my love life. Fix my this yeah. or that. And, and where a lot of the way to do it. don't actually even want to be fixed. They just want the attention. Either way, it's still yeah. getting the hit. Yeah. yeah. And, and we talk about dopamine. It, that is something that people can mm-hmm. get somewhat addicted to. Oh, absolutely. If they don't have enough of it, that's, in a way, it's a form of depression. Mm-hmm. But- they're always looking. You can't look for dating to be that hit. And dopamine, not a bad thing at all. No. Right. Totally awesome. 
but but yeah, you can abuse it, right? And, mm-hmm. and you, or, you can de- or be dependent on warp it or whatever. There's so many great ways to get it. Yeah, uh, and just enjoying yeah. life will provide those things. But anyways, yeah. I think we're gonna come back to this one. So because I know we're out of time right now, oh. but we'll go ahead and leave it there. I love Nick's suggestion of going and looking at this 12 sec program and looking at it through the eyes of dating. Let's go ahead and do that. So thanks you guys for joining us on this episode. We will come back and talk about it more later.